Mr. Brightside's fourth wide. A length Bandersnatch, A Gone, I Wish I Win, Bankmore, Steinem wide. Next, Ozapenko, Duke Decessa, Nonconformist, well back as Western Empire. And Amenable is last. So Anavisto, 600 metres to go. Now starts to sool it up by a length Alligator Blood. Mr. Brightside is three wide, two off the lead and coming on. Princess Grace behind them, needing to get off the fence. And behind them, I Wish I Win, A Gone to the outside, followed by Bandersnatch. Alligator Blood up to Anavisto. Visto, 250 metres to go. Mr. Brightside joining in. Princess Grace behind them. Darts up underneath of them. And I wish I win's got out and coming as well. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood at the 100. Then I wish I win Princess Grace. Mr. Brightside brings them up and wins again. Mr. Brightside has won it from a photo between I wish I win Princess Grace then Alligator Blood. Seriously, a terrific group one. G'day punters and welcome to the Racing Previews Review Podcast for the Group 1 Memsey Stakes Day. Nico McWalter is not attending tonight. I'm not sure if he's going to be doing many reviews, but that's right because I'll be hosting. And we've got our human robot, Will Alford, who will be giving us all the statistics and how all the races were run, horses to follow. Bot, how are you going? I'm good. Saturday was good. It was a good day at the races. I thought... I think Caulfield's the best track to bet on in Australia, but at least Victoria and Metro anyway. Yeah. Um, the on-track on experience maybe probably isn't as good as Smoothie Valley and, um, and Flemington, but um, it's definitely the best track to bet on. And the food there is like good, and it's like reasonably priced as well. <laughs> free free shout-outs for MRC here. No, like yeah. I, I saw a few things on Twitter after the races saying, oh, Caulfield's the best punting track in the world, and people... We're going, oh, it's easy to say that after you've had a fill-up. But we've been saying this for <laughs> yeah. a long time now, that Caulfield is our favourite track. Rail true. It's always been my most profitable track for sure. Um, every horse seems to get their chance. I know Flemington is the biggest track, and like horses usually get their chance as well at Flemington, but they seem to hug that rail a lot more, and there's a lot more traffic jams and long price winners winning at Flemington than Caulfield. Yeah, when Caulfield rail off is just like, as good as it gets. Yeah, I think Caulfield out of the shoot, Caulfield out of the shoot, twelve hundred meter, thousand twelve hundred meter like shoot is just like the the best product, not product, but like it's the best thing to bet on ever. I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it is pretty good because you can be wide, there's a, but there is a turn to incentivize some speed um, early. It's not like Flemington where they just sit up. There's a there's a turn, so you'd want to be forward, but also there's no disadvantage to be wide. I think it's I think it's as good as it gets. Yeah. The sun was out, the birds are chirping, and the Group 1 horses were back. It was awesome to be there. Let's crack in. We're going to start with the McNeil Stakes, uh, Group 3, 1,200 metres, for the returning three-year-olds. And V8 was an, a very impressive winner. Um, I don't know. You, you could make a strong case that he was one of the best horses in the race. Definitely, if he wasn't first, definitely second best horse going into the race. Um, and he's come back enormous. Um, but there was a bit of pre-race saying he might not be ready 1200 metres he's a little bit woolly in the coat no he's absolutely smacked him first up yeah he he was good um, it's probably there's obviously a bit of improvement to come with him he's, he's run a career peak first up which is enormous over 1200 metres so bodes well for him going up in distance because he he will be um, set for the course for guineas and be extremely hard to beat there um uh, let me just double check. Was he backed or not? I don't think he. Um, 
I think he was sort no, of No, he was relatively solid. soft in the market. Like there was soft. no Yeah, he wasn't he was just sort of there. He wasn't he wasn't soft or he wasn't he wasn't backed either. He was mm. just sort of um solid around the six dollar mark. Um but yeah, the horse that was backed was hedged, who unfortunately couldn't get the job done for Tyson and Adrian, the, the boys. But um, yeah, he just came up a bit short off that Seymour maiden. And Little Bros, who was back from Wednesday in, um, but was a little bit soft on the day. Um, 420 out to 460, Betfair SP 498. Uh, he just hasn't made the age improvement um, from two to three. And he's just, I think he's just leveled out. At somewhere near his um, his blue diamond number, and um, that's just not good enough. When when the rest of the horses around him are just keep on improving, but um, yeah, legacies in V eight are the two horses that are going. Oh, and and Sheelight, who was a mm. big flashing light run. Um, those three are the horses that are going to improve up in trip, and um, yeah, this doesn't look like a especially strong year for the fillies anyway. I can't think of a three-year-old Felix in, a, in Victoria anyway um, that there's a, a three-year-old filly with um, upside and ability to probably get over a trip um, no. sort of measures up with legacies for there might anyway, be a few so. in Sydney that come down but she's definitely got top yeah. billing at the moment um, I just want to say yeah, I'm no sorry you go you go first because I'm going to change subject alright um I'm no like yard expert or anything, but Legacies was Woolly in the coat, and she's run a career peak, yep. first up over 1,200 metres, and I'd be very, very surprised if that's her, her trip in time. She's really, 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 really well-bred, um, and she was she was soft as well. So I think she will be very hard to beat in Philly's grade, I think, going forward. But Sheelight was the big closer, and, and everyone will see it. But um, once he gets to 1,600 to a, maybe even 2,000 metres, um, maybe in like a, a race like the Vars or something, he's going to be a really, really nice spreading opportunity, I think. Yeah, and that's where I am heading, Sheelight. He was one of the horses I backed. Um, I backed Hedge at a big price, and I ended up backing uh, Sheelight sort of on the day. Um, I knew my fate early with this horse because, as you said, I'm no uh, mounting yard judge either, but this horse was on his toes the whole time, getting really warm, just doing so much wrong in the parade and using up so much energy and then when the gates opened and he got that far back I knew he was no chance but to see what he did late in the piece was really really exciting um, he's obviously going to go to a, a Caulfield Guineas Prelude next 1400 metres 1600 metres and you can follow him up in trip 100% he's got so much more improvement to come both physically and mentally um, and I think he's one of the horses to take out of the race for sure out of the meeting in fact yeah, before we before we move on to the next race, do you want to just talk about how the track played? Because we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, how did the, how did um, how do you think the track played? Fence off a little bit so, as the day went on. Yeah, it was definitely fence off, but I think that's a. I, I'd much prefer a fence off than fence on because every horse can get off the fence. Not every horse can be on the rail. Um, I think that the, the shoot played faster than the um, than the circle. Um, the circle was definitely a, a good four and the shoot probably played a little bit faster, maybe in the good three, closer to a good three anyway. Um, and you didn't really... You could you could make ground if the pace sort of allowed it, um, but, uh, yeah, it was probably an advantage to be up on speed. The furthest... The furthest um, from, the, from the 600, the furthest um, horse came from was... Uh, oh, no, it was actually Sulker, but that... That was a big win. We'll touch on that in a second. Mm. But as, as uh, Seb Song was five lengths off the speed of the 
at the 600, but they went incredibly quick that race. So, um, but yeah, so it was probably a day that it was advantage to be on pace, but the rail was definitely off. It was advantage to be off rail. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a perfect track, good three to good four. Um, yeah. yeah. Up and off, perfect Caulfield. Um, I just want to go through a few futures. Obviously, the McNeil is always a re- very reactive race for the futures. So Caulfield Guineas V8 is into $6.00. I think he could start favourite. I'm not saying there's any fat in $6 and go and take $6, but I think there's a big chance he does start favourite. She lights into $11 for the Caulfield Guineas as well. And then you go, um, where is this 1,000 Guineas market? It's now on the 18th of October, which is a bit weird. Legacies is $8 equal favourite with Molly Nickers. And you can see that price probably shortening as well. Mm. All right, let's go over to race six. And this was one of the more impressive wins of the day, Sulcombe. The returning stayer over 1,700 metres has run the fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting. Yes, a farcical tempo, but to show the turn of foot he did and sprint through the gaps, wow, impressive stuff, Bob. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the race. They're just <laughs> disgusting. I cancelled my, my BSP bet on on um, on Sulkham. I don't even know why. I just, just sort of did it. Um, and, and I saw him poke. I thought it was Sir Lucan initially, but and I saw the number. I was like, oh, get fucked. But um, yeah, he was soft in betting, so there'll be improvement to come with him. Um, but his second prep, oh, second prep was this kind of second or third prep because he had that one, but he was with a different trainer. So I guess second second Australian prep, mm. I think. But um, yeah, he'll be he'll be really competitive in. He he'll probably go to a race like the. Caulfield Cup, I'd say, so he doesn't. I mean, sorry, the the Cox Plate, just so he doesn't get the weight penalty for the Melbourne Cup, because I think that is his main goal. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But he's definitely back on track to get someone. If he like, if he if he runs his Queen Elizabeth number, he is and he, and he gets him with a lightweight for the Melbourne Cup, or even the, the Caulfield Cup, he is extremely hard to beat. Mm. Um, yeah, tricky race. The Jimmy the Bear was was well backed, and the Summit was well backed too, but. Yeah, is it? You'd have to like really deep dive this into this race. I haven't really gone through it too much yet, but I thought Regal um, Power was quite good. Only beaten two. Yeah, he's getting somewhere back near his form. JLJ had a big day out at hundred to one. Massive out of its skin. Um, he's a shocker's comeback well as as well too. Um, Flash floods run pretty much the same number it has for last four runs um, mm, very consistent this prep he's a consistent horse up in there he, and he, he does run this sort of distance range it, it helps that they went so slow but um, and Jimmy the Bear run his number again so uh, yeah he's a shocker right on track um, like the bet, he, the betting sort of said he absolutely no intent here and he was ridden like that but he is well on track to be to be winning something and, and so sulk him so Quick one on yeah. Sulkham. We see a lot of returning stays come back and they got the freshness in their legs and they sprint well over the mile or 1,700 in this instance and then they go a bit flat second up. Um, what are your sort of thoughts around that? We don't really have a historical profile on Sulkham, so do you think it's back him next start at 2,000 or maybe just wait and see? Oh, it's price dependent. I think I think the market will heavily overreact from... Yeah, I agree. Um, from, from that run on Saturday, but... Uh, yeah, I, it's tricky because I think I think it happens a lot with when they're off a, a much longer break than than this. I, th- I think he his form last prep over the 
the he was he had three runs last prep. I don't think he was suited at any one of them. Like he it was the both times at at Randwick and Rosehill where he ran, um, he was they were both on pace sort of days, and, and he just couldn't make up the ground in in those runs. And, and then he went he got way too far back behind Goldman at Flemington. So uh, maybe he likes his races um, spaced as well. So it's something to think about for Chris Waller, but. You know, that's up to him, and we'll just make a decision on whether he's betting opportunity next start. But I, I highly doubt he will be. Yeah. And quickly, a last one before we move on from this race. Two prominent owners of Sulcombe were attending the races on Saturday. Tom Lynch, oh, Jack yeah. Rewalt. What were your thoughts on Jack Rewalt getting into the members and owners enclosure in shorts and a t-shirt and a hat? Well, I heard somewhere that he they were initially kicked out, and then they oh, right. they got back in. I don't know. After don't, he won, I, I do. It's like it's a, it's a, it's not a good look, but yeah, like I don't know. It's it's promotion of racing, I guess. Just having footy players like they, they'd be absolutely frothing that they've got footy owners in a horse that's um gonna be gonna be competitive in the Melbourne and Caulfield Cups. It's the perfect advertising opportunity for them. So yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Just put a shirt whatever. on, Jack. Come it's on, whatever. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to race seven because we saw the clash of two really good mares in Benedetta and Paracel Lockhorns. And it was Benedetta who came out on top for Jason Warren. Daniel Stackhouse was back in the saddle after Tatum Bull rode her last start. And as we said off the top, 1,200-meter shoot at Caulfield, it's all right to sit wide, and that's what she did. Paracel was smashed into just about favorite $2.50. It was, in fact, favorite $2.50 with Jamie Carr. The mappers thought this horse was going to settle OSL. It did. But Benedetta went forward and she just proved too good in the concluding stages. Yeah, it was a it was a big betting guy. I thought I'd take a massive overs on betting on the Wednesday afternoon, mm. taking two ninety five or two ninety. Um and like the 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 go for Parasol, I think I think the what it was just it was Map related, but I also think it was um, Jamie Carr and her figures uh, last up were pretty good in Sydney. Yeah, but she the what they were backing her off. It was it, like she she needed to make the improvement um, mm. compared to Benedetta. What what the number Benedetta was likely to run, um, but I, I think it was map related. But also it was James Cummings, Jamie Carr um, <laughs> related. Um, she was completely off the map. Benedetta got out to a big price, but they sort of cleaned it up a little bit late. Um, Benedetta's just just off her um, her big Flemington number, so she's backed that up. The problem is, I just think she's sort of I think she's half level leveling out. Like it, she's run that big big Flemington number, and it could be as good as she goes. I think um, maybe she maybe maybe she'll improve a little bit more. She made the massive improvement in the yard. I heard um, from first to second run. Um, what was she? She was. Uh, 28 days between runs so um yeah uh rotarataki's come back running a new career peak um in running the some of the fastest closing splits of the meeting she's gone enormous she has the ability to settle up on speed i think she's the, the horse to follow out of this yeah she has gone absolutely enormous running a career peak and if she was ridden closer to the speed which she absolutely could have been um well then she's she's almost she's almost um hard done by not winning this um, yeah, and Sam Bajik is probably the market sort of expected her. She was a, a large drifter in, in betting, and the market half expected her to to run about that level. And and Papillon Club was a 
um, a good run too, running a career peak first up. So a couple good hidden runs in this race that um, that you can sort of take going into um, races over further and maybe even in, in lower class. So yeah, Rotorotaki, if that gets Jamie Carver on second or third up over 1,400 metres and having having a good bet at that, I think. Yeah, I didn't have it mapped where it, where it was. I thought it was going to go forward. So I, I'd have to go and watch that again. Um, I'm not sure if the plan was just to go back or if it began just a bit first slowly. up, yeah. But um, yeah, probably. But she'll she's... be going forward and she'll be winning a race very soon. Um, Benedetta, yeah. we've got the news through that she could be dropping back to a thousand for a Moya. Thoughts? Really? Yeah, it I seems strange, really, but it the... seems like this is a mare who they're just trying to get a cheap Group One with for a CV and. Mm, that's the word. What else would be going to a Moya? Would, Imp- would Imperatory be going to a Moya? Yes. Imperatory is as Fura. We'll get to the in a second. The problem with Benedetta, I think she's Caulfield 1,200 metres. She's able to be positive. Mooney Valley, 1,000 metres. Yeah, they go out I think Skelter. she's hard done by um, holding a position early. I think Imperatory has that race in a stranglehold. But um, we'll see how she resumes on Saturday and uh, yeah this Saturday this isn't Saturday, it McEwen yeah. yeah so that'll be an interesting betting race Kiku Kick and Imperatories over a thousand metres with Imperatories getting the map advantage so we'll, have to we'll get to that in a sec it. we'll get to that in a sec but firstly we are going to Henry Dwyer's mare Azfura. Um she is a very very smart horse and she was always going to map where she did from barrier three Mitch Aitken um, I thought he summed this up perfectly 200 metres in, he just popped off the fence. Um, I said on Saturday, it reminded me a lot of Ben Allen's ride on, on Morabi in the Oakley Plate, drawing an inside barrier, getting straight off the fence, settling OSO, and then just putting him to the sword. Um, the overall figure on punting form here is really, really strong. 13.2 above off a reasonably sedate tempo for 1,100 metres at Caulfield. Big, big win. What did your rating say? Uh, yeah, she's... Uh, run pretty much to, um, or just off her, her win in the McCafe sprint. Yeah, this is the same race last year, isn't it? No, yeah. that's the Caulfield sprint, no? 1,000 metres. Oh, right. Yeah, anyway, when, when she beat Kalos and Generation that day, um, running away from them, um, just off that, yep. um, she's run to about that level. It was it was slowly run. I think if, she, if they go any quicker, I think she probably wins by further. I think Midwest was really, really good first up. Um, but he was probably suited by settling on the pace. And Grey Shading was just really... He, he, he ran to his best number again. Um, Caulfield, 11, 1,200 metres is his trip. Um, he was backed... Uh, he was pretty disrespected in the early market. He was backed, but I just couldn't see him winning. Uh, generations improved somewhere near his back, back to his best. He was... Had an off preparation um, last prep, but um, going forward, I think he's interesting. If they if they get him into a, a weaker race, uh, Magic Time was good, resuming on a on a peak, so that that bodes well for her, and she probably um, will get out to a fourteen hundred meters. And that was a peak for her, was it? Further, uh, yeah, or, or just just on her on her best run when she beat Paracel in the PJ Bell Stakes. Yeah. Um. So she's resumed running on a peak. Um. Yeah, Sai so I, so uh, ran off her form, and so did Kalos, but Kalos, Kalos, you, not really surprised that Kalos didn't run to his, his peak first up. So, uh, and, and the disappointment was obviously Mars Crusader, but he's got um, Go on. a couple of issues, and he, he'll likely be retired. So, 
Uh, Asura going towards the Moya. She's another horse that'd be really hard to beat in a race like the Moya. Um, yeah. Fast on speed horse. She might give Imperatrice something to worry about, I think. Yeah, I could have taken $11 for Asura in the Moya, and I really had a good think about it. Um, and then I just shied away. I thought, no, I'm not really sure what's going to be there. And I probably should have taken it in hindsight, but anyway, we'll, we'll decide that on the day. Midwest. So this, this was essentially just a 600-meter sprint, so it's hard to take anything out of... Correct, and the Moya is going to be high, high pressure, so it'll be interesting to see how yeah. she handles that. Um, yeah. Midwest... That race you were speaking of, that as 401 last year, the Caulfield Sprint, that's a handicap. And he's still, I think he's his low low 90s in the ratings. So I think that's the perfect race for him. 1,000 metres at Caulfield mm. where he can lead. Um, surely we got penalised for, for running how he ran on Saturday, surely. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen the... I'd have to go look. They'd, they'd, they'd be updated. He, he would have copped it pretty hard. Yeah, maybe we can look up that look that up in a second. Anyway, let's move on to the next race nine. It was the Group One Memsey Stakes, fourteen hundred meters weight for age. There were only four horses in betting here who were single figures, and they ran one, two, three, four. Mister Brightside, two dollars seventy. The money was spot on from Princess Grace, six dollars fifty. I wish I win four dollars sixty, and Alligator Blood could only manage fourth in five dollars. Um, just looking to punting form, farcically run race for Group 1 tempo, some 6.9 lengths slower than Group 1 average for 1,400 metres at Caulfield, which has allowed, in some way, Mr. Brightside to set, settle three wide on the speed and still give a strong kick. Um, masterful ride by Craig Williams, fit horse, having had the, the great platform two weeks ago, and he gets the job done. He's a winner. Yeah, the, the go for Mr. Brightside was... Just relentless money. They did um, not care about the map. No, that I don't think I cared about anything. I just wanted to. <laughs> it was a smash and grab job. The the number you would have had to have him running to to have him a two eighty chance betfair, um, is a lot bigger than than what I think he'll ever run. Like, I think it was I think it was a bit of a smash and grab job. Fit horse. It's going to be on speed. Hmm. Um, like it was like in a tissue in the matriarch. Um, Last Steiner. year, like, yeah, I've, I don't, I don't, I don't think two eighty SP is reflective of, um, uh, like, no, that that's probably wrong, but like reflective of his, of his actual chances in this race. Like, I don't know if he's a two eighty chance in this. Like, even though the market just, I think it was a bit of a smash and grab job with a shitload of liquidity in the market, um, yeah. and they just wanted to get as much out of him as possible. But yeah, like I, I was looking at him at his price. Uh, the 10 seconds before the jump, he was about $3.10. And he's jumped 280, uh, 282 BSP. Like, the amount of money to move the market so heavily in the last sort of 10 seconds of betting in a group one is just unbelievable. Like, uh, Alligator Blood has jumped 652, and I wish I wouldn't have jumped 568. Um, so, yeah, it's stupid amounts of money. And, and Princess Grace was really firm, which I thought was interesting. I, I didn't have her anywhere near... The price and she's run enormous. Neither do um, I, but the market has nailed it once again. <laughs> yeah, so she she's. I don't think she ever ran sh- uh, shorter than uh, in a mile mm. than a mile in America. So she's got the Empire Rose. All the do they still run the invitation? Or has that been scrapped? Uh, no, I th- think it's still a thing. Yeah, right. It, like, There's the been some other Sydney the... races they have got rid of, but uh, yeah, I have to check up on that. 
Yeah, whichever new mare's mile race they come up with in Sydney or the Empire Rose, whichever one they decide to go to, she is on track to to win that. She she's put down two. She's put down two proper performances now, so I think you can trust her. Yeah, and and both times you could argue she was in the inferior ground. So correct. Um, yeah, she just keeps improving. Um, I wish our win was interesting. She he pretty much ran to his. He's quite a consistent horse. Um, when you sort of like if if you take away his his run in the in the TJ, he's he's pretty solid at around a at around like a hundred and two sort of level, and he's got that one beat one massive rating that has him like peak rated horse in Australia. So if he keeps running at a hundred and two or around that, you'd have to have some query leading in. I guess he's he's not having any more runs towards it ever. So that's a bit of a grey up. It's but, a um, big grey up. Yeah. It, it's it's something to think about anyway, but um, yeah, I, I don't know really what to make of that. Um, and, and Mr. Brightside improved about a quarter of a length um, from his first up run, and he probably has a bit of improvement to come. So up to a mile, even 2,000 metres, I think he's come back as well as he ever has, and he probably run a new career peak, this preparation. He's just got to improve again to beat uh, horses like Romantic Warrior. That's that's the problem. Like, he's, he's probably... Um, He's probably got the Australian horses. He's got their measure, maybe, but he. I just, he's not. He's not this superstar that'll that'll beat anything that he that comes towards. No. Him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like he's no. he's a really good horse, and he's and he's won his Group One, but um, against a horse like Romantic Warrior, he might have it. Um, Bit of credit. He's won it. three now. Three Group Ones. Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. All Star Mall. Great horse. He's going to go around favourite in the Maccabi Diva, and if he runs well there, then he's going to go around favourite in King Charles. So if they win four Good races in own. a row and then run fourth in a Cox Plate, ask them if they care. <laughs> yeah, well, ask Tyson. No exactly idea. right. Um, Alligator oh, Blood, touch on him quickly. Oh, you go, sorry. I wish I win. Probably just peaked on the run late. He looked like the winner, but first yeah. up, a little bit woolly in the coat. He's going to improve a stack from that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get to Alligator Blood. He ran a solid race. At the top of the straight, I thought he was going to give a little bit more. Yeah, he probably 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 went too slow. Like they did crawl mm. early, then they quickened up in mid race, and then sprinted home. But uh, yeah, he he was a little disappointing. Um, maybe if they went a bit quicker, he probably he he can match some of the. I don't know. Like it, he's he's been out sprinted by a couple of horses mm. that are a bit sharper than him. I think. Well, if they went quicker, then um, that would have been de- detrimental to bright-sized chances a little bit, given he yeah, was yeah, that's out, it. out in no man's land. Mm. I, w- I wish I win. I think I don't think it was. He had a saloon passage, but he was he was in lane one the whole way. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought because I, I was the one. I wish I win. Um, uh, like backed him late because he was completely out the gate and he was forward enough. Um, and he, I thought he was going to go straight past Brightside at the at the three hundred when he when he got out at the, and he, he loomed up beside him, but he just he just didn't he just yeah, couldn't go. Fitness with him. just told. Yeah, his fitness told. Um, the horse we haven't touched on yet is Amenable, who's well, like, um, yeah, this is a slower on race and it could be a bit for Gazy, but he's like if he settled any closer, he's he's almost like challenging right to win this finish, race. Yeah. yeah, he's around a career peak by about a length and a half and. Um, and he's he's run the, some of the fastest closing splits of the meeting so 
Um, he's a horse to follow. Like he'll go on the tour, I reckon he'll get like what, 54, 53 or something like that. Yep. Um, I thought he was the... I thought uh, Trishan was the number one uh, four-year-old Colt or Golding and I think Amenable's taken the, taken the mantle off him, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, Bankmore was pretty good too and Aegon was a little disappointing, I thought, but he's... Yeah. Um, Duke de Sessa's, um run well on, on a path for, for further. Like he's a... He's a horse that could be um, set for a Caulfield Cup, maybe forgotten about, because he was a spooky sort of. Um, wasn't he? Wasn't he like spooked up like he was going to win the Doncaster or something off his Who's trials or something? Western Empire. No, Duke de Sessa. Oh, Duke de Sessa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was he was like spooked up to win like a really good race? But, yeah, um, Deluxe. Um, ran eighth in the Doncaster yeah. Mile. Had an SP of eleven dollars. He, he jumped hundred to one here, almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he could be one to the follow for sure. Yeah, Steinem, um, disappointing, and Anna Visso has been retired. She just um, has had enough, I think. So I just want to say something on Anna Visso. She, like, a lot of people probably thought she was going to run well here because first up form, Caulfield, 1,400 metres, it's a race where on-speed horses can probably overachieve when, when horses are still early in their preparation. Camp was saying, no, she's right, she's right, she's right. You just have to watch her trials. She's absolutely gone. And you could have told that off all of her trials leading into this. Yeah, well, you were telling me V8's trials were shit too. True, but we've got a lot more of a profile on Ana Visto. Like, she always... She's a good trial horse. And when good trial horses trial bad, it's more of a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. But yeah, I, I wish our win is just... Horse to follow out of this is obviously amenable towards the Turak, but no one's missing that. Um, and maybe Bankmore in a race, maybe like even for the Kunji, because like realistically, amenable is uh, not. He really the is ju- Junior Blanco this bloke. No, no, like like genuinely, like a Group Two, Group Group Two, like two thousand meter sort of race. Yeah. Like, you know, like n- not like taking the piss. Like that's his. That's Bankmore's sort of race. Um, and amenable's probably a little bit too good to, to run in it like and he's probably more of a miler anyway so yeah um, yeah like Bankmore was good late and he's he's pretty much run to his career peak the only the only problem with Bankmore is he ran the same rating first up last prep over 400 meters so he could be just a freshie so that that might be something to think about so just see how he runs second up but um, a 2000 meter group 2 group 3 race like the Coonji or something like that could be could be in his wheelhouse Sweet. So that was the main races at Caulfield. There's probably two other winners we want to touch on. Reinberg race two um, and Devoted race 10. I'm not sure if you want to touch on Frigid. That was obviously a really good win as well. We'll go to Reinberg first. Just really, really quick. Um, benchmark 78 level. Got the perfect run in transit and he was just a little bit too good off what was a, a fast run race um, for this class anyway. And he, he just held off Cholton Lane they said they're going to go to a benchmark 84, 1400 meters. So taking him through his grades, very much like they did with Brightside, nice and um, patient, I guess the word is. What do you make of his win? Yeah, it was good. He didn't go to a, a big new level like I sort of thought he would. I think he'll improve again at a mile. Um, but yeah, the, the race has gone good, but not, not as good as I thought it would. Chorlton Lane's gone really, really well. He, I think Chorlton Lane's pretty much on the verge of... Um, I think he can still improve, um, and yeah, I think he's maybe the horse to follow out of this. 
Rogue Rocker was good again. Uh, Unanimous was really good again. Uh, Mac 2 um, will improve with fitness and, and up in trips. So, um, yeah, I think Reinberg got the money, but um, I think Shorten Lane's the one to follow. It was, yep. What was it like? on? I didn't get to Caulfield um, till race three, but what was it like on track with, with Tyson and AJ like going well, off? Well... They went off at the 50, and I, and I didn't jump. Yeah. And uh, I saw Mark Zara scrubbing Cholton Land's ears off, coming with a massive run down the outside. And they were all celebrating early. Like, they went the proper early crow. <laughs> and I obviously didn't. I'm standing there like, wait, boys, just, just wait, just wait. <laughs> and then once they watched their replay, the slow-mo, and saw that he only just fell in, like, <laughs> oh, jeez. It could, it could have been really bad. But anyway... We get the cash and we move on. Yeah, I was watching on my phone and I thought, I thought that at the fifty, I think, oh fuck, we're gone. Yeah, he was one hundred percent getting past him, but at the line, I thought he just kicked enough to hold on. Yeah, terrific ride by Mickey D. Nunthorpe, bit of a PR. Uh, I've got to admit, I'm dirty with myself. I didn't back this horse because she was always going to map there. She was always going to improve fitness wise. She had Jamie Carr on down to fifty three and a half kilos. This was just a snatch and grab, and I'm a bit annoyed, but. I don't know. Like she's not. I don't think she's any superstar. But this was just her race. No, she's not a superstar. But she can improve up in trip again. I think. Um, yeah, they, they gapped third. Um, Ballet Rich was particularly disappointing. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I backed Nunthorpe late. I think she got out to. They really backed Ballet Rich, which I thought was interesting, and, and there was a bit of a swing back late to Nunthorpe. So, Yellow, Yellow Sam is uh, went really well as well. So. I don't know. It's it's just a mare's race. They'll probably race each other again. Um, but is it a mare's race? I think it is. Yeah, yeah it is. It was, um, yeah, yeah but, uh, so Yellow Sam was really well backed um, as well, um, and she probably improved up in trip as well. So uh, yeah, Ballet Rich jury's out, but um, I guess guess could improve third up. So it's a tricky tricky race to sort of analyze because they'll probably just race each other in a couple of weeks, and and they'll all take turns, I guess. Yep. Move on, Frigid. Um, Nico bagged me about saying this horse is going quite good on the, the preview podcast, and it's gone absolutely through the roof here. In terms of punting form, it's gone nine and a half fast, faster than the all-average benchmark to the 600, and still maintained flat, so like didn't break benchmark, but didn't, um, you know, zero last 600 for an overall figure of 9.5. One by four and a half lengths, um, after this horse beat Tyron Quest last start, I thought, gee, that was actually that was actually a pretty good win. Like you fended off a decent horse there, and she he was a lot of horses, a lot of a lot of people's best bet. Um, she, sorry, it is a match. A lot of people's best bet on the weekend, and she's duly saluted at a very tasty price for all sixty. Uh, yeah, she was well backed. Um, it was a great ride, one of the all-time rides by Tatum Ball, who rode a double on the day. Uh, Garachico was good um, was well back too I back Garachico in the end um, but yeah with Shin on um, uh, yeah it's a tricky race cause this, it's gone the race has gone well but um, like what do you make of this race like they're all sort of horses that are I don't know it's, it's a tricky race to analyse but um, yeah Shannon Burge has gone well This 2000 metres is her trip she's sort of been um Racing in shorter races, but 2,000 metres is, is her go. And Garachico will probably get out to uh, 2,400 metres and maybe he'll be a bit then. But 
Um, yeah, great ride Tatum Bull and, and Frigid one well, yeah. And Tatum Bull also rode Devoted, um, down onto 50 and a half kilos, dropping seven and a half at the weights. The race panned out how a lot of people thought it would. Um, they probably didn't go as fast as some people would. Um, some people thought it would, but still got the absolute dream run. Was a little bit too good for here to shock. And you see past the post, Daniel Stackhouse giving his partner, Tatum Bull, a nice pat on the back. So that was uh, nice yeah, was to cool. see. Um, but yeah, this horse, can it measure up to group, sort of group one level? Is it a two-rack horse? Oh, I don't know about a two-rack horse. Um Hold on. Uh, it'd need to improve. Like, it did have... We had a 53 kilo, so what, what would it get in no, the... No, 50 and a half um, after the claim. Oh, yeah, yeah, 50 and a half, sorry. Um, so what, what would it get? Probably get the same in the Turak. So if it's getting the same in the Turak, like, it'd want to improve. Um, I think it's... Horse, like, um, here to shock um, is probably better off in the in the Turak, I would have thought. Like, this, I don't think this race has any... Um, has any significance on a race like the Tour I Handicap? I wouldn't have thought. Um, yeah, I think Amenable's. Oh no, sorry. The horse that will start favourite. Actually, no, sorry. I'll, I'll restart. The horse that will probably start favourite in the Tourac will be Amelia's Jewel, just off hype and, and all that sort of if stuff. She's if she's there, yeah, yep. if she's there. But the horse that should be favourite in the Tourac is Antino, who was. He'll probably get like fifty-three kilos and was enormous in the um i don't even know what race it was in in um in queensland but yeah like devoted would have to probably improve five lengths maybe even more to to to, um to make it against those horses so here to shock was good he's only uh the first or second up um i think he was second up up here was he first up yeah that's a really good run first up he was 15s into 750 betfair sp and and kalina was a bit soft which i thought was interesting um He's run really, really well. Uh, regards, Marie. Uh, pretty much run his number again. Uh, Let's roll a dice was good, good too. Jamie Carr on. Um, he'll run a, a nice race this preparation. And I thought Buffalo River, who I backed, was particularly disappointing. He, he wasn't even able to hold a spot, so maybe it was just flat second. Uh, was he second or th- second up or third up? Can't remember. Anyway. Um, second up. Yeah. Maybe he was flat, but yeah, I thought he was disappointing. He couldn't even hold a spot. So, good win. Um, he, she was really well back, devoted, or was it a boy? I'm not sure. Um, uh, but boy. yeah, it, it did have fifty and a half kilos, and um, it, well, it, this, I think this was its race. Yeah. But here to shock, probably the one to follow. Yeah. All right, sweet. That's um, Caulfield wrapped up. We won't touch on Seb Song. Um, <laughs> that nah. race can get in the bin, but. We'll go over to Randwick and we'll have a quick look at the group races. Race six was the Furious Stakes. Group two for the three-year-old fillies. Tis Invincible won again. Beat Kamachi Mumbai Muse. Um, Tis Invincible has, I would say, improved from her first up win, which didn't rate anything flash off off a slow tempo, but she's obviously a really nice horse. Um, In terms of punting form, this race hasn't gone anything flash again I'm not sure what your figures are saying but I was on Komochi and I think this horse just has to be able to settle further forward if it wants to start winning some races because it's probably been a little bit costly even though all honours were with the winner here what are the punning form figures saying do they go slow I haven't so, um, had a chance to look 
leader only just broke benchmark 0.1 to the 600 on punting form. So if you're measuring that up on class, it's 2.2 lengths slow for group two average. Yeah, right, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, yeah, yeah, like you're saying, Kamachi would want to be able to settle on pace. Some, some are loving who, who always had a, had a bit of a spruik on it. Um, will improve up in distance, I think, just looking at the numbers. Um, yeah, it looks like it's gone pretty well. Cigar Flick, who we've backed, can I say that? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, what do you make? I'm very, yeah, I'm very keen to see what you made of Cigar Flick. I don't know. It was. I think it's. It was good purely because it'll, like, it's shown tactical versatility. Like, if they want to ride it up on pace, I think there's no, um, no sort of thing saying that it can't can't run a mile. So, um, it'd be interesting to see if they take it to the flight stakes. Um, but yeah, Summer Loving's right on track to win the, the flight stakes. None of these none of these fillies have really improved at all. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think these are pretty platinum jubilee. Just fillies. just a two year old. Yeah, yeah, hasn't improved at all. Yeah, that's the that's the. It's first first well. start is still its best ever run. Yeah, which seems crazy. It and um, what was the China blood bloodstock horse? Oh, um, something Japan wasn't it? Empire of Japan. Yeah, they no. both burst onto the scene with these incredible wins and haven't done much since. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, we move on to the Concord Stakes. We see the retirement of a champion. And another very good horse in Nature Strip and Eduardo here. But firstly, we'll start with the winner, Remark. Um, this horse was absolutely off the map in betting. And I, I didn't have him rated this sort of price. But he was a massive winner first up last preparation in a same track and trip. Over 1,000 metres, he had 62 kilos in a benchmark 94. And he blew them away there, beating Dragonstone, who we've seen be competitive in sort of lower listed group level contest as well um, and he's sat wide here off a even sort of gallop and been too good um, yeah this race hasn't gone amazing as you'd expect with Remark winning it um, he's pretty much ran to his peak here first up which he which he, he did last prep um, first up so maybe he's a freshie but maybe he has improved um, I think In Secret is just the horse to fight I think she's in for an enormous preparation this Thousand meters is just not her go, and she was she was there. Um, yeah, like she, she's like once she gets a strongly run twelve hundred meters, um, it's just her her race is the Everest, um, and she'll get J Mac back aboard. Yeah, she'll get J Mac back on. Um, yeah, she she's she probably runs a new career peak this preparation. She's she's giving Giga kick, and I wish I win something to think about. I think um, she could really stamp herself this this spring. I think as a like as a not just a, a good filly but a like a genuine um, group class mare that'll be around for a couple of years. Let me just check the odds right now. So Giga Kick three fifty. I wish I win five. Think about it six. In secret eleven. Are you saying that's a little bit big for the Everest? Think about it is shorter than Correct. In Secret to win the Everest. Yeah. yeah, right. Well that's 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 wrong. Um yeah, she she's a better chance to win the Everest than what and think about it is 100%. Yep. Ballon Patina ran her usual honest yeah, she race. Was good. She's a really consistent horse. Other than that that big uh, Manicato spike, um, mm. she, every time she turns up to the races, she pretty much runs the same number. So she's a she's a great horse. Um, 
And even if she she runs in the Moyo, that could be her race. She she'd be competitive in that, I think. So, um, yeah. Yeah, obviously. A touch better, touch better with a bit of cut in the track, obviously as well. Yeah, there's a bit of um, controversy on Twitter with so Johnny O'Neill saying <laughs> um, Remark was given a bad ride. Like, yeah, that's on, absolute bogus. Yeah, what is he meant to do? Um, Shelby sixty six. Like, what is it even doing here? But like, <laughs> it's it's allowed to race. Like, it's it shouldn't which it should be here, but. Like if if connections want to run, who cares? I don't know. But they they can all have a crack. Doesn't matter how bad they are. Like, I do think I do think Remark's probably going to be overbet off this next start because I think his first up could run could just be a freshie. Yeah, his first up run last preparation was enormous, and then he went to the um, what was the, the challenge stakes, and he ran really well there. But I thought I thought if he ran that same race again. It, that I rated him on the challenge stakes where he was beaten by the better horses, passive aggressive, Eduardo, Gear Kick. Um, I thought he wouldn't win here, but yeah, but perhaps he is just a fresh horse. Um, I think this was his race. Could he go I, to the Moyer? Potentially. But I don't know, what's that I don't, three weeks away? Has he ever run outside of Sydney? Yeah, he got beat at Bendigo once. <laughs> Remember he got beaten to Bendigo 84 behind Coleridge? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After his gelding. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah, maybe let's that get, Let's get his, to the old boys. Right. Eduardo finished, obviously, got beaten three, and Nate Strip, although he did get possibly the worst run in transit you can ever see, it was almost, it was almost like re-watching the Everest when he was four and five wide. Yeah. Going past the five six hundred, um, but they've well and truly had enough. Nature Trip, a champion, yeah. but uh, he's done. Yeah, he's well off his his best, and he's rightfully been retired. And so so is Eduardo. Um, great horses. I wish Nico was here to give a eulogy. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. um, no, both great horses. They've been around for how long? Eduardo started racing me about four or five. So. But Nature Strip's been around for at least seven years. Yeah, no, great horses, and and they've been really good for horse racing. So, well, I still um, remember when Eduardo won a Caulfield Sprint. Yeah, way he's back trained by first some. Trainer. Yeah, I don't even remember who trainer was, but some obscure trainer from like, like, like Kilmore Sarah or something. something. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I went to Joe Pride and improved sharply, as most of them do. But yeah. I was surprised Nature Trip was so firm. I'm going to find it. Sarah, I don't know how to say it, but Z S C H O K E. Not even going to attempt it. Not even going to attempt it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, yeah, both great horses, but rightfully retired, I think. Yeah. We go to the Chelmsford. Um, Somehow, this race has been won by Navajo Peak at forty-one dollars. Um, this is not a good race, I don't think. Um, think it over. Potentially, he'll improve. Major Bill, you can follow up and trip. But how is this horse one? Oh well, it's one because the the pace, of the race. I don't think they went that quickly, did they? I went. They went. They went slow and. Uh... So they went slow. I'm saying they went slow early, and then they built the tempo, like Nash put the 
put the gas on. From the because 800 or the 700 or so. Yeah, to the 600 or whatever. Because I saw Montefilia miss a start, then hunt up, then all of a sudden Nash is taken off again, and all of a sudden Montefilia is seven off him, eight off him. And yeah. I don't know, punting form works off the 600, obviously. So they're saying very slowly run, but I think they built the race up and it's just been a weird race. Yeah, like Montefilia is nine lengths off the speed at the, the 600. You can't be given yeah. these... Like, the, these aren't Group 1 horses at all, but Navajo Peak's probably a listed to Group 3 horse, and, like, it doesn't matter how good you are, you can't you can't give these horses a, a nine-length head start. It's just, it doesn't work like that. So, Major Beer was really good, actually. Mm. What do you make of it? Like, is that is it is Major Beer like a genuine Caulfield Cup horse now? Like, he was really good. I don't know. I feel like he'll go to a race like the Hill Stakes next start, 2,000 metres, Group 2, where he won't be taking on the absolute A grade. And I think you get to see just how well he's come back there up and trip. Because this race still got a little bit of a question mark on it. But, yeah, he's a derby winner. So he's got every right to go to the Caulfield Cup if he wants to. Yeah, this race has gone garbage. But... Um... But yeah, you can you could you'd easily imagine horses like Montefilia do us making massive, massive improvements off this run. Yeah. Very easily. Alright, is that all we wanted to touch on? I thought Pericles won again. He was Yeah, solid. really slow the run race. They pretty much handed it to him. He ran really, really well. He ran pretty much to his yeah, he, he ran just to his to his peak number actually so and he'll improve again at a mile so he's a he's a real Epsom chance hoping your heart was really good so was my Oberon um Alentia was good again um yeah I don't know this this is not my not my wheelhouse the Sydney horses but all these horses look like they've gone really well and like most of these horses can be competitive in a race like the the Epsom, like down in the weights, um, that all be competitive. I, I don't imagine. Yep, no, I can't. Open your heart ran third in the Doncaster. Didn't yeah, you? and the massive thing with Open Your Heart is she's a mare, so she can go back to some of these mares races. Um, I thought she was really good poking through the gaps late. The only bad thing with her mm. is her racing pattern. She's often getting a long, long way back. But um, yeah, bring her down to the yeah. Empire Rose. Yeah, could be a very fat Empire Rose this year. Hopefully they get Fangirl mm. and a couple other really good Sydney siders. Mm. Alright, is that it for Melbourne and Sydney? I think so, yeah. Alright, well we've got a couple questions from the weekend. And unlike the preview, there's actually some uh, some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Battelato, futures bet for the Moya. Um, you're saying Imperatriz. Who is oh, the current I imagine she's favorite? really hard to beat. Like I'm probably going to back her to beat Giga Kick on, on Saturday, depending yeah, on well. prices. But I wouldn't be surprised if I am. Yeah. Well, if she beats Giga Kick, then um, she's starting favorite in the more hundred percent. I'd say as Fora just for the moment. Um, not saying back her right now, but I, I don't know. I just want to wait and see how Imperatriz goes at a thousand meters first on Saturday. Tyson Hunter. Is Alan Enderes the biggest flog in racing, or is that me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, mate. I'm probably um, 
No, I can't. We'll probably leave that to Nico. We'll just, just yeah, refer to what that... Nico said on the preview. Go oh, Punch, you should have seen Nico on a tange, on an absolute oh. tange in a Caulfield. Oh, he's going, <laughs> I wish I who? Who's oh. alligator blood? I wish I was bright. In the owner's room, too. It's like, oh, it was hilarious. You would have, you would have thought he owns fifty percent of Brightside, but really <laughs> yeah. he's just had his hundred bucks on him. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. Anyway, Sam Sanderson says, "Just want to know Nick's thoughts on the retirement of the legend sprinter." Dot dot dot. Eduardo. <laughs> <laughs> very very good. Um, we sent this to him, uh, and he said, "The yellow squib wouldn't uh, wouldn't carry Ennis's bag, something like that." <laughs> Michael Corapas. Yeah, something like that. Any chance Wilbot can share GDX rating for Asfura, Mr. Brightside, Devoted, and Pericles win? Well, we didn't touch on this, but you're actually using a new system at the moment. Do you yeah, want to just yeah. quickly touch on that? And can you look at figures on there? Yeah. Um, well, I'm using FormKey, which is, I don't know, if maybe if you know him, David Funt. I don't know if he says his last name, but I'm assuming. Sounds right. Um, yeah, so he just put out a thing. Give, like, let me know if you're interested in testing... Um, my database and I just gave, I gave him a text and said yeah I'll do it so I've been on it for about a month and it's really 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 good so when it comes out commercially I don't know when that's happening um, I definitely recommend it if you want to take it half seriously and, and the rating scale very similar to, to GDX yeah, 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 yeah. you said yeah, yeah. Um, but num- so the numbers can still be what you'd say a point difference sometimes Oh, it depends how he's rated it. Like he he and Dano have different different systems and and different um, definitely different ratings, but um, it's it's run on the same scale. Um, So like a good group one performance is one hundred three plus. Um, yeah, yeah. Like Mister Brightside's run one hundred three point three on the weekend. So can you give us as four after devoted and Pericles as well, Mister Brightside one hundred three point three. Pericles. Ran 101.8 on the weekend. Uh, mm. um, so, what, what, what were the other ones? Asfura and Devoted. So, um, race 8 and race 10, Caulfield. Oh, fuck this. Um, I think Asfura went. No, Asfura ran 102.1 and. Um, fuck, what was the other one? Devoted, last race. Oh, Devoto ran like 93.6, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah. But, um, but that's yeah. adjusted to, to wait for age. Yeah, well, that's, so that's, that's wait for age. So Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, so obviously we need to improve to, to measure up in some better races. All right, Jay Sizzle says, with all the talks of match races, what do you boys think of NS versus Eduardo as a send-off? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. This actually crossed I my mind. I, I yeah, they wouldn't do it, but that'd be awesome. Yeah, it actually did cross my mind in NS versus Eduardo match race with the talks of gear kick and I wish I win that won't be happening um, it would be pretty funny they should do it on the same card as I wish I win yeah. gear kick <laughs> yeah that's not happening but the curtain raiser yeah. uh, who would you back <sighs> I don't know what is it over a thousand meters yeah that's a good question I don't know that should probably go up short on you probably just back um, Eduardo. I don't know. You'd, off the weekend, some people might say Eduardo, but Nature Ship did have like the most cast of runs ever. Yeah. Um, Very Racing on Twitter says, any of you boys thinking King Charles could be a better race than the Everest this year? No. No. 
<laughs> no, we're not. No. But um, one thing I will say about the King Charles is there probably still could be some left field internationals that we don't know about that come out last minute, like the Golden Eagle, just with these massive prize money races. You'd be surprised mm. of how many deals are being done behind closed doors right now. And yeah, horses being transferred to different um, trainers. Mm. Um, That's why they've got the, so many small small field races in, in Europe because they're all getting sold down here to win the big yeah, prize, got no money prize money. Um, who's the racing.com guy? Carl Di, international guy? Carl Diorio? Yeah. Carl Diorio put out a thing today with some new horse horses that have been transferred. So go and look at that on Twitter. But JW Jakey says, Little Bros Caulfield Guineas has to be primed. See, everyone thinks because Little Bros is slower this preparation that he's going to go to a 1600 and automatically win a Caulfield Guineas but we're just saying he hasn't come up yeah yeah I just I, I think he has come up he just hasn't improved he hasn't made the age improvement um, mm. he, he looks small compared to a horse like V8 V8's a, a beast like he's a big horse but um you gotta be with that name sorry you gotta be with that name oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, but he he just he obviously just hasn't made the age improvement. He's had two runs now, so um, yeah, maybe he can win a a week sort of Group Three race over fourteen hundred meters. But um, but yeah, he 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 most likely won't be set for those sorts of races, and he's probably not good enough to win. He'll be retired by the end of spring. Races. I'm saying, given he's a blue yeah. diamond winner, um, and I don't think he's made the improvement. And Tommy nailed it on the head in the chat. He hasn't really improved and. Um, physically he said that and he's probably nailed it thoughts on I wish I win in, in secret after Saturday I wish I touch win still a yeah we've already touched on that I wish I win still a deserved second favourite for the Everest and but, in but there's some query around that true six weeks between runs back to 1200 I don't know well I'm just up. saying like is is the TJ run a, just a s- spike figure but I don't know I don't know. It makes me even keener alligator blood, to be honest. But in but secret should probably be alligator blood. What do you mean? Oh, sorry, not not alligator blood. I meant geeky. Mm. It makes me even keener for geeky in the Everest. Um, in secret should probably be single figures as well in the Everest. Did the blood need TC? Says Jay Sizzle. Yeah, well, they went too slow on him, so I'd probably say yeah. Yeah, it goes better for TC than not. Um, Ollie, like you can say, Ollie didn't do a whole lot wrong. He still got him OSL, but uh, Damien Lane and Damien uh, Damien Lane and Damien Oliver are both pretty conservative um, riders when they're up in the speed. So, and the other thing Ollie would have been thinking is, as soon as he saw Brightside outside in Park Three wide, he would have just thought, "No, I'm keeping him out here. I'm not going forward." Yeah. Andrew Too Good says, "Does Princess Grace have a Group One in her?" Yes. Um, in my Rose. Yeah, if she comes down for that, but she probably won't. That's no, the no, well, she she will come to the Maccabi Diva apparently. So hopefully they keep her in Melbourne. You're right. Ryan Deef, was Ryan Berg a tad disappointing considering he didn't clean up the field? Uh, oh, well, the number I was um, sort of projecting him to run, I'd say maybe he was a little bit, but um, he still won. So Harsh. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think Tyson Adrian are too worried about it, but um. Harsh. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. He's he's not a, he's not a group horse like I sort of thought he was, but he they're not they're not really setting him for those races anyway. So, um, like they said, they're going they're going to an eighty four in two or three weeks. So, 
Um, yeah, he'll be hard to beat in a race like that, 100%. He can keep yep. winning. Three more. Uh, Ryan Deef, is there such thing as reserve, <laughs> reverse gelding operation? Asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. he's not. Stu says Stuba 4 versus Nico 0 in the... Uh, the trumpet stakes, I guess, in the chat. I'm not sure what that's all about, but probably about nature strip and no anyway, um, a mirror of things there. Stu, I'm not the undertaker, but my head-to-head streak versus Nico will never be beaten. That has literally just come through as I'm on air right now. <laughs> and the last one was um, on Twitter, and it was from Mazza. Um, he says... Why was Will carrying around binoculars on course? Because <laughs> I, I use binoculars on my course. <laughs> what else would they use them for? I don't know. I don't know what he thinks he, they're used for, but uh, they're used to watch races. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that is us. That is it. Um, Justin on now. We'll try and make him a little bit short and snappier next time, but that's the review. A little bit dusty, but we'll get a bit better at it. Bot. Baptism of fire on Saturday, in the winner's enclosure twice, and uh, celebrations were large. How are you feeling? Good. Oh, I had to put up with Nico yelling weird shit over the top of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was good. Yeah, no, I agree. No, a very good day. Um, that was a really good day. Congratulations to Tyson and Adrian. That was all time. Ryanberg and Mr. Brightside. We said we, were jo- we weren't joking uh, when we said that they're racing previews horses now and uh, we were duly in the winner's room drinking free piss with them so yeah well they're Leviathan owners now they had like six horses or seven horses running a span of three days so and three of them won so I don't know tough Don't-ho. life isn't it yeah anyway Exeter Exeter Friday night massive tip 19 bucks into 11 bucks how good yeah that wasn't bad <laughs> alright we're up up there um, these review podcasts a little bit rusty first time, but they will improve with the run. See you back here on Thursday night for a massive preview of Fan Stakes Day featuring, um, obviously, the fan. Um, golden ticket into the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. Will Globe get a run? And will Giga Kick and Imperatriz light up the track? See you back there then. Stay with me forever At least for the night Even when you Thank you.